Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from our training facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. We had a big rain and storm Sunday night. We got an inch and a half of rain and it thundered and hailed. And, you know, it was uh, pretty nasty. Pretty good little storm. Well, yesterday morning, we're saddling horses and the first thing we do in the morning is uh, we get everything caught saddle as many as we have saddles for which is about seven or eight um, saddles that I use to ride colts versus horses that are pretty far along in their training um, so anywhere anyway we, we usually saddle from five to eight at a time um, just depending on the horses, the where they're at. So we had some horses saddled. Two of my assistants got on a couple of them and went and gathered the rope and steers because I had the rope and steers wrapped from this last weekend. I was just uh, steer stopping them on a horse that uh, I'm going to be riding to go do some videos for X Factor Team Roping. And he is, uh, he's my best horse um thus he is kind of out of shape and been on the back burner because we've been so busy um riding our customer horses and uh, that's kind of what happens to my horses um when i get busy they get they're the ones that get pushed back so i've been making uh making it a priority to get him rode uh this last week and legged up and then i steer stopped some steers well anyway um Long story short, uh, it rained. It's going to be wet and cool this week. We dry out pretty quick here if I get some sunshine and maybe even a little breeze uh, and some warmer weather. But we're um, like today at noon, I think we're only going to be in the mid 30s still. So we've had a we've had a cool winter and lots of moisture, which is a blessing. But and I always have to, I had to remind myself of that several times yesterday because as a horse trainer, um, there comes a point in the day when you get a little tired of wallowing through the, <laughs> through the mud. Everywhere you go is wet. And I'm uh, really fortunate that I've got a, you know, my round pen and my riding barn's covered and the ground is great in there. And so I'm, I'm still able to ride, but you still got to go to the stalls and runs and get the horses and get through it. Um, so anyway, I, several times yesterday, I had to remind myself that that rain and moisture, especially here in Oklahoma, where it can dry out in about 12 hours, um, is a, is a real blessing. Anyway, so two of my assistant trainers were bringing up the rope and steers so we could unwrap them and then i've got a pasture back to the southwest which is actually down by our apartments in that facility where i put the steers where they're kind of out of our way um, when we're not able to uh, use them every day so they brought them up we unwrapped them um one of my assistants tanner he had to go to a, 
go to a class for an hour. So he left. And so it was Wyatt and I. And he, I can't remember what I was doing. I was doing something. And as soon as I got done, then we uh, went to take those steers back. Well, of course, it's, it was the first thing in the morning. It had, it had stormed the night before. And I mean, got after it. I mean, I didn't really realize that we were going to get that kind of a storm um, or I would have moved some things around and uh, put some horses in in uh, box stalls to where they couldn't be out in their runs because, I, I mean, it thundered, and I'm sure it lightninged. It hailed. Um, but it, it, was, uh, it, it was a heck of a storm. Well, all those horses were fresh. I mean, you think about it. Number one, it was Monday morning, and they, they have Sundays. If I can, if there's any way I can do it, I take Sundays off, and I give the horses Sundays off. And some horses get Saturday off, too, depending on how the week went. Um, but some don't, and some don't get any days off, depending on how the week went. But anyway, you know, so they're, they're going to be a little bit fresh anyway. But, you know, with... With all that happened that night before, they were pretty revved up. And, you know, it was just a good, it was a good reminder to me, um, understanding that, you know, horses go through, you know, they go through a lot of emotions just like we do. I mean, and, and the environment and the events around them affect how their day goes. And so it's just like you or I, some of the, some of the events and some of the things that happen at the start of your day or the night before, and we let them affect how our next day is. Um, and, I, and I know for a fact I've done it. And I know for a fact I used to do that quite a bit. You know, if something had happened or something was bothering me, you know, I'd carry that around for a while. And, and you know, I've learned, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not like I can just shut a switch off and change that. But I've learned that, you know, you can't control what happens, but you can always control how you react to that. And so... Going back to when Wyatt and I were moving them steers back um, to that other pasture, and there's two gates we got to open, and there's a water crossing we got to cross, and and uh, my place is pretty small, but you get back on the west side of it, and it 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 is a little bit western back there. Um, it's it's a neat little it's a neat little diversity of terrain back there. So we're uh, taking them steers back, and I noticed his horse, and this is a horse that's been here for going on its third month, but the horse he was on when he came, that horse had come from a uh, situation where uh, I don't know what all had happened, but this horse's defense mechanism was really strong. I mean, he would kick, and when he bucked, I mean, it was impressive. I mean, that sucker could buck. Like if, if he had ever bucked with me on him like that, I know he probably would have bucked me off because he would do everything but pull a knife on you. And anyway, but, but here the last few months, you know, when, once I got him to turn the corner, this colt has been really good. And uh, still green riding. You know, they're green forever. But he was still green riding, but he rode pretty darn good. Well, I could tell 
when Wyatt shut that last gate when we pinned them steers that horse was wanting to move his feet when he was getting on him and you know just being reactive I mean being plain and simple was being reactive I took in uh when he came over there was another gate and I was waiting at it I said hey get that horse's feet moving and and, and get that that switch in his brain flipped to where he's using the thinking side of his brain make him you know get him out of that thought process where he's just trying to get away from you to thinking about where he's placing his feet and where that release point is um, from that contact that you're applying to him well the next thing I look over there and the horse is down on top of him and the horse had just the grass was wet which I was on a colt too that was doing the same thing and and while Wyatt was shutting that gate I was just doing that our lateral bending exercise where I tip their nose squeeze their rib cage move their feet forward tip their nose go the other way move their feet keep their feet moving tip his nose and I'd been doing that for five minutes well my horse had my horse had flipped that switch and he was using the thinking side of his brain well Wyatt's wasn't so much and and anyway, going slow and everything, but that horse, horse's feet went out and it was kind of like slow motion. He kind of fell down and, and Wyatt, he rides Bronx. And so he's been in some wrecks. He, he knows how to get out of a wreck and he gets up and, uh, you know, I, number one, he's probably, when Wyatt got up, he was probably a little, a combination of maybe a little embarrassed, disgusted probably a little mad, you know, and this colt is just trotting off, you know, number one, he's going to have to walk back to the pens, um, which it was only probably a quarter of a mile. It wasn't that far, but you know, it got me to thinking about it later. You know, I would say I'm not, uh, very sympathetic. I mean, I just went trotting after his horse. I asked him, are you hurt? He said, no. And so I just, I went to get his horse and, uh, we finally got his horse stopped and he got back on and, and, uh, you know, rode him. And then we loped, went and loped some circles and worked them. And then I rode him after that. And, and the horse was good at the end. Um, or, you know, he was good once we, we changed his thought process, but, you know, thinking about it later really made me think about repetitions and, you know, even for me, you know, I've been, you know, I rode my first horses for pay for the public when I was 16. That was in 1981. And at the time, and everybody on here has heard me talk about this, you know, I, I could ride, but I didn't know a dang thing about training a horse. You know, anybody who's 16 that does know much about training a horse, I would say is, is exceptional or, um, you know, a very special person. And, and there are some people like that now because of all the the wealth of knowledge that is shared and the wealth of experiences in our industry that's shared, which is, which is awesome because in our industry, we need to share everything we can and we need to help everybody we can because we, number one, we need more people in this industry and we need more people that have that mentality and because uh, it's just a great group of people. But, you know, 
going back to thinking about repetitions, we are wired to where we want to start a project and we want to finish it. You know, we want an end point. And really and truly in this business, I think the toughest thing is for people to understand that there is no end point. And does that mean you'll never have a horse that is really, really great? No, it, it does not mean that. It means you probably, if you accept the fact that there is no end point to where you're, you're done training, where you're done helping develop that horse's potential, if you accept that fact, um, you're probably gonna have a great horse. And it's probably gonna be easier for you to create um, that great horse and develop that horse's potential because when you accept the fact that there's no end point, that the repetitions go on and on and on and on, you release that anxiety um, that comes with um, a horse on a Monday morning after a big storm being a little fresh. And just like with Wyatt, I know Wyatt was a little frustrated and he's a, he's a becoming um, an asset to my program. I mean, he's becoming, he, he's been around here enough and he's a learner and he's about to be done with, with, uh, he's, he's in graduate school at Southwestern and he's about to be done with graduate school. And he's thinking, you know, I know in the back of his mind, he's thinking about his future. And so he's in a state where he is probably, more tuned into learning than he probably would have been a few years ago or maybe even a year ago you know it's uh in that situation with that colt you know i know he's probably he's been he's rode that colt several times doing different things flagging colts for me in the round pen we've used that we've used that gelding a lot and and i know it was frustrating him probably number one because i was out there you know, I mean, I know I'm, I can be a little demanding. I can be, um, you know, things are pretty black and white with me. And, and I, uh, you know, I, I help those guys, but I stack a lot of responsibility on them to figure stuff out too. I mean, I tell them right up front, you know, I'm not going to be able to hold your hand. You're going to have to you're going to have to uh, absorb it by osmosis because working for me is not like getting to be in on a, a uh, private clinic all day, every day. It's not that way at all. It's just like I have people that uh, always want videos and, and really, I mean, really and truly, I should do, be, do a better job of sending videos out to people. But the, the, the challenge there is everybody here is hooked up. They're doing something, you know, all the time. And sometimes when I'm working a particular horse, it's just not handy to have somebody video. And, and, you know, so just like with, just like with Wyatt, I'm sure he was, well, I'm sure he was a little frustrated with that horse. You know, I, I, I was frustrated watching the horse, you know, and when I told him, get that sucker's feet moving, I probably said it in a way that, you know, he thought I'm going to get this on Buck's feet moving. <laughs> We're, we're going to get our state of mind, <laughs> you know, get that, that switch flipped in his brain. 
and uh, and get him using the thinking side of his brain instead of the reacting side. And 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 you know the horse was just being fresh. He wasn't doing anything stupid really. He was just being fresh. And but he was aggravating me, and so I probably told Wyatt in an aggravated tone to get his feet moving. In fact. There's probably no probably about that. I'm pretty sure I did say it in an <laughs> aggravated tone. <laughs> and if Wyatt, Wyatt's pretty quiet and he doesn't say much, but if you give him a truth serum, I'm I'm sure that probably wasn't the tone he wanted to hear from me first thing, <laughs> first thing in the morning. So anyway, we get uh, it, it's uh, it's just funny the lessons that I just continue to learn. And when I thought about repetitions, you know, creating that environment where they use the thinking side of their brain, where you do the same thing over and over and over, what you all always have to remind yourself of. And, and this goes for the people that pick up horses that I've had in training, you have to understand just because I've done it hundreds and maybe thousands of times doesn't mean you don't have to do it. You have to understand the program that got them to where they're at. And there are a lot of times I've got a lot of horses here for people that are very knowledgeable horsemen and women. But anyway, you know, just that understanding. Um, Tanner, one of my other assistants, yesterday afternoon we were talking about it, you know, on the repetitions. And I said, you know, we're talking about one colt in particular and the sucker bucks. Now, when you, when you saddle him, he wants to buck. And this has been going on for almost a month. And... He's never bucked when I'm on him, but he has a trigger that was created from an event early on in his training. I got him after he developed that habit, and this horse has a trigger that, you know, yesterday uh, when we saddled him, he was tied up. Um, last week, we went all week without him bucking. Um, yesterday, of course, it was Monday morning. He's a little fresh. It went through that storm last night or Sunday night. You know, his his reactive mechanism was on full alert. And when we saddled him, standing there tied up, he sat there and just bucked in place about as hard as one can buck while they're standing there tied up in place. And, you know, it was just another reminder to me that understand your situation you know that was all last week I got along great but yesterday morning because of the events that affected him from the night before and it was cold and damp it was wet muddy um, that is what had him in that frame of mind because you got to remember when a horse is experiencing a storm and they're standing out in it right i mean there's they're out there whether they're in their lean to or not you know you're you're getting the full effect of the storm um you got to understand that that is going to affect them 
their thought process going forward from that point on for a while until they they relax and flip that switch from the reacting side to the thinking side of their brain well it carried over with with this gelding too and uh you know tanner one of my assistants asked me he goes you think he'll ever quit that and i said oh yeah he'll eventually quit it i just don't know when i said but you know it's just like uh you now that horse has been here about a little over a month um you know it's just like somebody learning how to ride broncs or learn how to rope they don't go to a roping school and then rope for a month and be a great roper well sometimes we we think with these horses they go to um get rode for a month or two or three or four or five or six and we think they're they're you know should be finished well you think about other athletes because that's what a horse is is an athlete it is an athlete whose physical abilities physical and mental abilities you are trying to develop and you want to try to develop them together in a way that mentally they understand what we are the responses we're asking for so that physically they give us that response and you know when you think about repetitions and you think about continuing to do things in a certain way um, it just makes sense um, just like the development of ourselves in any kind of athletic endeavor it's just like ropers well, it's just like me. I'll, I'll use me as an example. So in a couple of weeks, I'm going down to Stephenville to shoot some uh, videos with X Factor. And they have a barrel racing website and a team roping website. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm one of the guys that can kind of cross over a little bit there. I can rope a little bit and, uh, you know, and I can train a horse that can go, go in a circle. Um, you know, I can... I've, I've trained, I've been very fortunate to train some really nice horses that have won a lot in the, in, in uh, both industries, but in the barrel racing, they've won a bunch. And, you know, I have, I've got to rope. We've had a wet winter. My, my roping pin is not covered. Luckily my round pin in my riding barn is, so I can always continue to ride, you know, but I've roped well, I've probably roped in the last two months, we've probably roped three times. Um, and one was the other day when I was steer stopping on Casino, who is my best horse, my best head horse for sure, and probably my best overall horse on the place. Well, I need to get to doing, making some repetitions, whether it be on the dummy, the smarty, you know, live cattle, because I've got to wake up that muscle memory that I have, you know, I do have some muscle memory, but you got to wake it back up. I mean, just because I once um, could catch the horns decent doesn't mean I can take, you know, months off and, and come back exactly where I was at. That is not the way it works. It's just a good reminder to me to, for, for my own understanding. And yesterday there was just one example after another we've all been in this situation, everybody, everybody's been in this situation where, you know, you get a horse to a point and, and basically you start taking things for granted. And 
what gets us in a bind is that you can get by with it for a good bit of the time, but then you come into a situation like the night after a big storm, uh, the horse's reactive instincts are on high alert and you know they're they're still trying to recover they're still trying to relax from the storm last night and we go out and try to use them for a job and we're kind of getting mixed signals um, sometimes reacting sometimes thinking you know the first thing we need to do is go back to repetitions just repetitions of a simple exercise can be brutally simple as simple as a lateral bending exercise as simple as doing one rein stops as simple as doing lateral flexion you know um you know my go-to exercises are always my lateral bending exercise my lateral flexion and my one rein stops i don't i see a lot of people get on their horse and the first thing they want to do is is collect them vertically which that's a great exercise but you think about it if you work on your lateral bending exercise your lateral flexion and your one rein stops your vertical flexion you've got it you've got it because you've softened your horse laterally and vertically on both sides and then when you do apply contact light contact with both reins and and put your the calf of your leg against your horse's rib cage you're going to have that vertical flexion so anyway those those are my you know think about that every time you get on your horse because basically anymore i do it on every horse um yesterday morning i got on that gelding um he'd already tanner just got off him a little bit ago uh, a little while before that and i didn't do that with him when i headed out to the pasture and and he was fresh and so when i was out in the pasture i was doing it well then when i had wyatt do it that's when that horse took a bad step and fell but it just it was a great reminder of understanding that through repetitions we need to continue to stimulate that thinking side of our horse's brain every day and always remember, I mean, if a horse is using the reacting side of their brain, you can somewhat control them, but you're not teaching them anything. The only time, in my opinion anyway, that a horse is learning anything is when they're using that thinking side of their brain. So um, I always talk about things that are relevant to our program and that have happened here. And that that's, uh, that's what happened yesterday. And so I just wanted to share that with everybody. Um, here again, I just want to thank all our listeners. Um, we appreciate you. We appreciate the feedback. Um, I hope some of this helps. Um, I hope you have a great week of training. Be safe. Be blessed. God bless all of you. Um, God bless cowboys and cowgirls. We need more of them. We need more of them. And we're, and we're, we're, we're adding to this industry. I'm, I'm proud of what this industry is doing. So till next time, as always, today and every day, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, 
Head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.